Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabbouleh, real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, the show where I interview amazing humans with amazing minds, and all I care about is what is in their fridge. Guys, it's a special one. They're all special, but this one is really special. My guest tonight is none other than my partner in 23andMe crime, my bra-bra, my brother David Adut. David Adut has done a Tonight Show multiple times. He had his own show on NBC's CISO called Dave and Ethan Lovemakers. He's performed at over 300 universities and he has done a dozen of national commercials. Uh, dozens of national that, commercials. Yeah, more he, than... He's done more than a dozen. Yeah. Twelves of commercials, and he was a writer on HBO's Night of Too Many Stars under Robert Smigel. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, my brother Dave. Hey. Now, we have very similar voices, so this is going to be a little confusing for you guys. It's the same exact voice, actually. Just imagine if I was very, like, if I had a couple concussions and Uh, stoned. Imagine if I did 10 lines of coke before yeah. getting on here, and that'll be Dan, and I'm the, <laughs> the one who sounds stoned. Yeah, he's the stone concussed version. And he's the coked up. David, I'm very excited to have you here. Hey. I've been wanting to have you on the show for two seasons now. Right. And um, luckily, uh, we've been blessed with enough guests where we, weren't, we didn't have to make that happen. But right. today... Uh-huh. <laughs> today, you had a cancellation today we had a cancellation a last minute cancellation uh and what did i say i called you and i said hey dave uh, uh are uh, you ready for your big break no i said uh, opportunity opportunity is when is when you least expect it or is it luck you, lu- luck is when opportunity but, and preparation come together collide collide and here we are at the yeah. collision lauren lapkus thank you for giving david his biggest break ever oh man on green eggs and dan I'm very excited to have you here because you and I have a very sordid past when it comes to food. Yeah, totally. Um, we we used to butt heads a lot when it came to food. You make fun of me a lot when it comes to food. Still, yeah. You still make fun of me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet now I have the number one food podcast in the country. Well, it was short-lived. Now it's probably number seven okay, or we don't 10 or need 12. To talk about I don't even know if it's in the top 20 anymore. Okay, it, was, it was number one no, for it, a day it, it or was, so. It was good. Bon Appetit was on, hi- hours, on hiatus for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, before we get into our sorted food pass, I'm going to go through your fridge uh-huh. now. You can follow Dave Adude, quote unquote, fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. And the reason I put his fridge in quotes is because I am currently living in New York uh, and Dave is currently living in L.A. Yeah. And we're staying in each other's homes. It's an old fashioned swap. It's an old fashioned meat cute. Oh, geez. So uh, we have this is actually my fridge with 
let's say a quarter are my ingredients and and three quarters are yours. Mm-hmm. Let's go through it. Uh, I'd say more half and half. It's a half and half yeah. sitch. Now, number one, what you'll notice in, in David Dutes' fridge that you wouldn't notice in mine is that there's really, it's very high in entropy. Things are just strewn about everywhere. Okay. No order. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh. you have your... You have your Rove LaCroix down there, which I love. Which were pretty well organized. I think they're well organized. They're I, organized by flavor. You know, when I organize my LaCroix, I, I point all the labels in the same direction. I hate everything about you. And you have something else next to LaCroix that you actually introduced me to yesterday for the first time. I didn't introduce you to. Shark Tank Mark, did. Lori, uh, uh, Robert, Mr. Mr. Wonderful, Wonderful, and Barbara did. Yeah, they introduced us all to Genius Coconut Genius? Genius Coconut. Uh, juice it's not water it's a smoothie and what they do is they take a full coconut they take all the juice and the meat of the coconut and blend it all together so it's kind of like a a dense coconut smoothie yeah it's it's really nice not that not that they need any more advertising they've already got the shark tank bump but it is so delicious highly recommend it yeah then i'm gonna just skip over all of my let's see my stuff on the top, I have a bunch of pickles fermenting. Yeah, which um, I've been eating. Thank you. Have you? It's yeah. good. It's good for gut health. It is. Uh, you have eggs on eggs on eggs right. on the third row there. Mm-hmm. What's that about? The only dish I can make. Eggs? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the only thing I can make. <laughs> How do you cook your eggs, Dave? Um, I do a, a soft scramble. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or a fold-over omelet. Ah, the old fold-over. Yeah. How are most omelets made if not folded over? Opened. Open face omelet. You have you ever had an open face omelet? Uh probably at a diner or something. I think it's a thing. Yeah. I'd made that up, but it's actually a thing. So. <laughs> I was trying to make fun of you, but then I thought it's actually a thing, so I stopped. Yeah. What is this here? Is this a diet Hansons? That's a diet Hansons. That's my girlfriend's. Your girlfriend's drinking it. Th- I think that my girlfriend drinks diet Hansons too. Well, 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 look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the ladies. Shout out to the ladies who put up with the this. The ladies who couldn't do any better than the Adoop brothers. Oh, I see you. I see you. Um, and then you've got the almond milk, which is a thing that I'd like to talk to you about. Sure. You used to be a fat guy. Yeah. And then you made some changes. I did. And now you're not a fat guy anymore. I'm not a fat guy. And it was one of those things where I used to make fun of you a lot. Yeah. I would. I would relentlessly make fun of you. I'd say you were gross. Uh huh. I'd say you're fat and gross. Yeah. And gross and fat. And gross and fat. And then I saw you once and you looked really skinny, which makes, first of all, you're welcome for all the fat shaming. It, you literally shamed me so much. And then I don't, it didn't motivate me to lose weight. But once I lost weight, I had it in my head so that when you, who look disgusting compared to me now, yeah. like you just have a gross blobby body right now. I do. <laughs> Uh, I just I had it all, I had it all stored for moments like this. I, I where hate my it body's so much. way better than yours. It is, and you said that a lot of the reason was you made these little changes. I made and, little changes. Uh, you told me you stopped drinking dairy. You start. You subbed in the almond milk. I subbed in. Uh, well, you know, I drink coffee two to three times a day. Yeah, and coffee used to be sugar and milk, mm-hmm. and then I got rid of sugar, so it was just milk. Right, and now it's just black. Now it's just black coffee. Oh, you didn't even put the almond milk? No. And then you just stopped eating. You stopped grazing a lot. You used to be a grazer. I used to be a grazer. Um, yeah, no, I stopped. Uh, I, I tried to cut out carbs as much as I could. Yeah. Um, 
and it's very impressive. You look and very soda. Sexy. I used to drink soda and like Snapple. It's very amazing to me that you and I grew up in the same household. Yeah, because I feel like we had a very strict household when it came to food. Totally, we had our mom who would always cook a meal from scratch for dinner, mm-hmm. and we'd all sit around and have dinner together. And she's an amazing cook. My dad, who spent a lot of his formative years in Europe and was he was on the organic train way before it was even a thing in America. Totally. So we were having, you know, while our friends were having Fruit Loops and <laughs> and Cocoa Puffs for breakfast, yeah. we had muesli. Yeah. We had, the the thing is organic in the 80s there weren't many organic options. Like now you can get the, there's supermarkets that are only organic right and there used to be fucking a quarter of an aisle was the organic section and he would bring st- he would go on on these business trips in switzerland and bring stuff back yeah like cereals he would bring <laughs> s- the worst tasting cereals awful cereals and i went to a friend's house once and had fruity pebbles and i was like what is this yeah so then i couldn't drive i, I think i was like 10 i left home and I didn't run away. I left and walked to the nearest place that sold Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. And what I did was I, I bought the Fruity Pebbles, um, took them out of the box, and put them in the organic box. Right. And then Dad found that once. And I, and I, and I kept doing that. I, I would walk to the right Aid, which was like a mile away. <laughs> I would walk with a mission with like quarters and bought Fruity Pebbles and put him into the fucking Kashi box. Oh, my God. And would he hit you? Uh, this is it. This is back when uh, yeah, hitting was okay. Hitting was okay. We grew up. Uh, our, our our dad beat the shit out of us. We still love him. Yeah. We have a complex relationship. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, he hit me when he found out. 100%. <laughs> he hit me. Oh my God! Do you remember that time when uh, we? I don't know if you remember this, but Dad like would hit the bottom of our foot, like that was his thing. You'd like get like a little like a hanger or a stick and hit the bottom of our foot, like was our punishment. Didn't, I didn't get much. You of that. didn't get a lot I didn't of it. Get a lot of the foot hangers. But stuff. he once. Uh, I remember. I was like, I put a deck of cards in my sock. So that my soul <laughs> oh my had a God. deck of cards there. And then I started like pissing dad off. And he's like, I'm going to hit you in the foot. I'm like, okay. And then he fucking hit me in the foot, but he was hitting the deck of cards. And I started laughing. And then he took the deck of cards out and hit me in the foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, he's a great guy, though. Good we love guy. him. Good yeah, guy. Yeah, good guy. Good. But speaking of dad, though, I think that a lot of my love for food and becoming a foodie and all that came from him. Right. Uh, you know, he always wanted to go. He always went to, to nice restaurants and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'm curious why it seemed like, because you didn't have that for a long time. Uh-huh. You're, uh, you know, you'd always have like a Cheetos in the car. You'd have the the bags of of, you know, stuff like that. I'm trying to think of places where you know I was just like, dude, why are you doing that? And you were like, shut up, man. Shut up. Let me live. It my seemed life. like it seemed like I maybe leaned into dad stuff, and maybe you rebelled against it a little. Yeah, I think it started with the the fruity pebbles. Yeah, I just the like, muesli, the, the kashi. The kashi is what got me. Yeah. Um. And I think then I was just kind of like doing all this unhealthy stuff on the side. Like I was doing it secretively. Yeah. And I liked the thrill. It was more of a thrill for me than, yeah. the, than the organic stuff. Oh. 
Yeah, <laughs> some thrilling. So what happened to you that you turned? Because now you are, you are uh, you're pretty high level food nerd. You seek out great restaurants. You, yeah. You don't really. You never picked up on cooking. That never really became a thing for you. I don't know if you uh, heard the egg thing I said about four to five minutes. Yeah, ago. yeah. No, the folded omelet. Closed omelets, <laughs> not open. <laughs> you make a closed omelet. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it 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 really just started with being healthier. You know, I think that was really my main motivation. What are we talking? How long ago? Probably, I would say probably 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. I'd say 10 years ago is when I started like focusing more on, on healthy stuff and not, not shit. What was some shit that you were eating that you decided to cut out? Like, like take mozzarella out. sticks. Oh, yeah. Uh, love you love mo- them. I love a crispy mozzarella stick. You'd call it mutz. Yeah, go it, get some mutz. It angers me so much <laughs> so when you much. say that. It angers me so much. And I love that. And that's why I that's why I I, I like saying mutz. <laughs> so you do the uh the mutz, the yeah. yeah, you would do a lot of that. Parmigiano. Yeah, so I I did um what else is it? Fries, chicken fingers. Um, you you were like a kids menu guy up until you were thirty. <laughs> I was a kids menu guy. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, you would do the artichoke pizza late night. I remember oh that. Oh my that god! Was a move. Well, I lived across the street from artichoke pizza in New York. Yeah, right when it came out, so it was like the biggest thing. More with my brother right after this. Back to Dave. Do you have a meal that you remember? So it was less about like like the the thrill the high of getting an amazing meal and more about like i need to change my lifestyle choices because this is unhealthy yeah Interesting. yeah yeah. i think it was just more quality food that's kind of how it started what was was there a meal though that you remember that you were like oh shit i actually this is really good i need to start i like nice food i like good food it actually tastes better um you mean like growing up no like like was there something in your 20s or 30s that like a meal that 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 maybe yes you didn't initially get into being into food because of the epicurean aspects you got into right. it for the health aspects but was there something that you were like oh fuck i think because you are more of an epicurean now i think you don't just do it for health right, right right no that's true i think um you know like you said dad and they would take us to a ton of restaurants and they'd also take us all over the world so we got to try all different types of cuisine uh david would try to remain like a blue collar food podcast yeah um all over the he world got... of staten island uh, <laughs> man we saw all of staten <laughs> island saw, uh, north staten island south yeah. staten island remember spring break yonkers oh, oh man that was bad sick. So, uh, no we we were very fortunate our parents traveled a lot and they took yeah. us with them and we were first class and no like, no and we weren't we had no. four hotel rooms even though we only needed two <laughs> Not true. <laughs> I, I am one of you, <laughs> listener. That's not true. We didn't fly first class. Um, but uh, yeah. So I think we were exposed to all different um foods. But I think there was, what I mean, there, I'm trying to think of like a, there was a gnocchi dish in um Venice, where Whoa. we found this like random restaurant, um. I don't know if you recall it. We found it. It wasn't like this was like before Yelp and all that shit. Uh-huh. We just kind of found it walking by, and we had a gnocchi. And I think we went back there like four times. It was was it like, the one where they would put the wine on your table and you could just take as much as you wanted, something like that? I wasn't drinking then, so I'm not sure. Oh, I'm trying to remember. 
I think I know what you're talking about. So gnocchi was what did it for gnocchi, you. Gnocchi, that that meal always stands out in my mind. Gnocchi yeah. is a weird flavor if you have never had it before. Totally. Because it's very, it's not like something that you just go and pick up and buy. And also there's such a huge difference between store gnocchi and, and handmade. Whereas with pasta, there's a difference, but it's not as as huge, I think. I think maybe like the potato doesn't freeze as well. I've never made gnocchi once in my life, so I don't know. But that was a fresh gnocchi that you had. <laughs> it was a fresh gnocchi, yeah. And that was probably, I think I was like probably, how old were we that trip? Do you remember? I don't know. We were young. I think I was probably 14 or 15. Yeah. But I do, so gnocchi, a very soft food. Yeah. Interesting that you bring that up, oh, that no. you fell in love with soft foods. Because my brother, David Dute, yeah. has a phobia. It's something that might, I always thought these things are just like made up sicknesses. No. But I think they might be real. David has a thing where if, he's, if he hears crunching around him, yeah. crunching food, uh-huh. he fucking <laughs> loses his mind. <laughs> like flips the table, has to leave the room. Yeah. Literally, we had lunch in two different rooms today, actually, at at the house. Because I was having like a crispy, like it was like a pickled red cabbage. Yeah, the crispiest. And yeah. he was just eating it like fucking. With reckless. I was eating it like a normal human being was... eats foods. <laughs> yes, I was eating it. And David had to get up and go to the other room. Just chomping on cabbage. Ugh. <sighs> There was, what was the story? You were on a date or something? Oh, yeah. I was on a second date with a girl, and our first date was fantastic. So the the worst (laughs) thing for me is ice chewing. That's, like, the the worst. It's, like, the nails on a chalkboard times 100. Yeah. um, Where I can just feel, like, my blood boiling, and it it just... It's a visceral reaction. I'm just even talking about it right now. I'm feeling it. (laughs) Uh, David is squirming in his chair. I'm squirming because of ice chewing. Anyway, I told this girl about... Um, the, my thing with ice chewing on yeah. a second date and then she cutely took the ice from her water Oof. and walked over to me and started chewing it in my ear Wow! and I was like <laughs> no I'm serious this is like <laughs> something I don't really like I, I'd appreciate if you didn't do that and then she um, again did it again and that was the moment I knew I was never going to see this person oh, again in my life wow <laughs> <laughs> and I never did. Oh, and she invited wow. me over and I said, Nope, I'm going home. Yeah. Sorry, Amal Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Didn't work out with David. That was the one. Um, that is so funny to me because it, it's called it, was like, it has a name, by the it way. It was a meat cute that turned into a I'm never gonna see you again cute. Totally was so excited about the date oh at the God. beginning. And that was it. Could we call her on the phone right now? <laughs> no, I'd prefer not. Actually, I saw her recently. Really? Yeah. I didn't tell you this. I saw her at a Lalabo store. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was doing some holiday shopping and she was there and we made eye contact and then just, and then I pretended like I needed to read all the ingredients of Lalabo. <laughs> I started picking them up. Oh my and God. started reading about patchouli and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, uh, it's a real thing it's a real thing i've told strangers at restaurants to please stop chewing ice next to me yeah yeah the the funniest is i think when you you were telling me when you got a night of too many stars in the writer's room oh my god you were like you know it was your first staff writing job yeah i was the lowest low on the totem pole and then one of the higher level writers started chewing ice no so 
um, the way Robert Smigel would come in and just be like, all right, guys, uh, write something for Ben Stiller. And then we'd all have to like brainstorm and we'd all just open a Google Doc and write yeah. down ideas. And it was just dead silent in the room. Then one of the senior writers took pretzel rods and just started chomping on them. And it was the <laughs> loudest thing I could. It was just so loud and head, no one was doing headphones, really. So I just had to. It was kind of like my... Uh, <laughs> What's that therapy when they just like immersive therapy? Immersive therapy, yeah. It was my immersive therapy, <laughs> and I'm I'm still fucked up, but I was good for a little during that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the it was the, the I couldn't come up with any good ideas. It just ruined my whole flow. It's very funny because you're not a type A person in my like you're like a very you're the most like you're a very go with the flow guy. Yeah, I'm type Q. You're like a type gamma. You're like a gamma male. What does that mean? And the fact that that thing creates such a visceral reaction it make it's one of my it's almost it's probably one of my favorite things about you it is and you don't <laughs> abuse it although you do like telling you want if you tell little kids then they don't they don't care they think it's hilarious and they keep doing it you also have a weird now you've just turned into like it's not even a phobia you have a, a hate of your mother chewing for some reason it's <laughs> Your mother so, chewing food. Yeah. It could be, it doesn't have to be crunchy. <laughs> there's, there's, Poor mom. There's something. Our mom, lovely lady. Lovely. Anytime sweetest. she tries to give herself sustenance, David goes into a frenzy. Oh my God. I don't know why, but it's really heightened with mom. Like, dad'll come home with baguettes and I'll be like, oh shit. <laughs> I gotta put up with this. And he's like toasting it and I run in and like lower the darkness because I, <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, oh god man. yeah i don't know why that is with mom but no i've I got in a fight with a friend recently and and didn't talk to him the whole night yeah if i if i tell someone about it and then they do it to fuck with me then that like that that you really hate yeah that. that'll really rile me up yeah yeah mm. misophonia. where since you've moved misophonia that's what it is yeah. since you've moved to la have you um discovered any any types of food that are different than new york or better than new york that you can't get in new york i think sushi in la is definitely better yeah no surprise there yeah um also mexican yeah um and i heard taco window is gone is it yeah <gasps> oh no yeah. taco window was a great restaurant in west adams and it was like this hipster french guys who were making tacos yeah and, and they so were like good. it was fantastic um so yeah the I mean, I think the I think New York's ramen game is I I think there's disputes about that, but I think New York's ramen game might be. But I also don't eat tonkotsu. No, you don't eat tonkotsu. David's a good Jew. That's another food thing that separates us. You're a better Jew than I am. I'm a better Jew, and I've been I've kind of been shedding my layers. Yeah. And the only holdout thing Come is on. pork. Yeah, we both grew up kosher. And I rebelled quickly after college. Yeah, and started eating pork and everything, and love it all. David doesn't eat. Sh David does eat shellfish now. Yeah, mom, if you're listening. No, she she doesn't know a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he lies to my parents. I do. I lie to my parents about <laughs> shellfish. I'm scared. He he can't come out of the closet with the with the non kosher. Uh, I say that jokingly, but when I told my mom that i was kosher she like f had like a fucking breakdown so that you I, weren't kosher you mean that i wasn't kosher she yeah had a breakdown so i get it but um, well, actually that's it's funny the reason do you know the reason why i started eating shellfish no it wasn't because i was like curious about shellfish 
but I was dating a girl mm. who um, wasn't Jewish and still not, I'm assuming. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, I was like, you know, I told her that I wanted like, you know, she just thought that we couldn't take things to the next level because she wasn't Jewish. And I was like, no, I want to show you that I'm like cool with it. Oh, so we went out to John Dory. <laughs> Yeah. In the Ace Hotel. Yes. In New York. April Bloomfield's restaurant. April Bloomfield's. I think it's gone. I think it's gone. The whole empire is crumbling. Um and I and in one sitting for the first time ever had every type of shellfish. So I had oysters for the first time. Oh. All in one meal. Oh. It was oysters, lobster, crab, oh. octopus, oh. um, scallops. That is not a good mussels, way to introduce yourself. Clams literally every single type and i was just like all of it i want all of it and i did it all in one sitting and some of it was great and some of it i hated and i still hate i had a clam my first thing was a giant clam in a gross chinese restaurant in Whoa. chinatown yeah <laughs> and raw and it was fucking i still am not a huge fan of clams that is great that is first of all you need to be more confident in yourself no love yourself a little more <laughs> I'm going to find the girl who makes me eat pork. <laughs> well, this is what angers me is because you kept saying to me, yeah. you know what? I'm going to eat pork, yeah. but the only way I'll do it is if I go to, st to Spain, in Barcelona. in Barcelona, and I can have Iberico pork, Iberico pork. which uh, for those of you who don't know, Iberico pork is the most magical kind of pork. They're these pigs, these black pigs in Spain that eat on a mountainside and they just have acorns and listen to flamenco. And they, their meat is the most delicious pork you can buy, hands down. Even an Italian will tell you. Even a French person will tell you. No one's pork comes close. So David was in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. Barcelona. He saw the leg. Yeah. He remembered his vow to me. Right. Apparently not as strong as his vow to the girl that he went on two dates with. That's very true. And? And then I saw Moses. <laughs> you saw Moses in the leg of ham. In the leg of ham. Yeah. Uh and do it. he said, please don't do this to yourself. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> Moses was actually Spanish. He split the Red Sea, then split the Mediterranean. He split. And walked over yeah. to, to, to Seville. Yeah. No, I don't know why. I just didn't. You know, I was with Mike, who also is a pork holdout. Yeah. And, I, and then I was like, if he does it, I'll do it. Mike, you got to do it. And then I kind of had like my cop out that Mike wasn't doing it, so I didn't do it. Oh, man. So what I'm getting is that your principles only lie in who's sitting across from you. That's exactly what it is. That's well, 100%. Well, why don't my principles count? Um, I will make a guarantee on the air that if you and I are in Barcelona or Ibiza. Andrew, and, buy plane tickets right now. Um, buy plane tickets. Then I will have a very Really? Plan. Yeah. No, but then you're going to be all weird and guilt feel if guilty. If I'm with you. You're going to be like in a fetal position in the corner of the hotel room feeling yeah. guilty. And we'll do a follow-up episode of, yeah. of my resentment. I don't need that. Back to David in a minute. But first, a little more about my favorite guilty pleasure, Iberico pork. Sure, it might not be great for the spiritual health of the Jews, but could it be good for our physical health? Because of the fact that these pigs are fed a diet of wild acorns and walnuts, their fat develops an obscene amount of oleic acid, a monounsaturated fatty acid, much like that of olive oil. In fact, the fat on these pigs is closer to olive oil and health benefits than any animal fat. So yes, you might go to hell for eating them, but at least you'll be in great shape down there.
Okay, back to David. Are you ready for your rapid fire questions? Yeah. Um, okay. These are fun. I'm very curious what your answers are to these because I don't know the answers to them. Uh, what is your earliest food memory? My earliest food memory is, um, I think, chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse. That's yeah. a good one. Do you remember that? Yeah. Explain yeah, it so to the listeners. Our dad would go to Switzerland. Um, <laughs> All of our stories make <laughs> us sound like these fucking heirs <laughs> of a fucking father castle. <laughs> father would go to Switzerland. Yeah. And he would buy us um, chocolate uh, milk powder. What do you remember the brand? No, but I remember that it was like a brown yeah, thing. And yeah, expensive. Yeah, <laughs> we're guys. We're commoners. We're just it like was you. It's very expensive. Okay. Uh, and we and our mom would take the she would she would basically take chocolate powder, yes. chocolate milk powder, yeah, and then a shit ton of sugar, butter, and then a raw egg. Yes, and mix it all together. I think it was the raw egg yolk. It wasn't the uh, yolk oh, yeah. and the white. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. And and mix them. This was apparently before salmonella worries. Salmonella was a just thing. a fucking raw egg. Yeah, like Rocky style. Just fucking raw <laughs> egg, and it was delicious. It was sweet. Wait, did you mention the butter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a dab of butter in it's there. More than a dab. Yeah. And it was delicious. Mom had all these little hobo foods that she made. Like hobo f- chocolate mousse. She also made like, uh, like the uh, like eggs, egg eggs toad in a hole, toad in a hole. Oh, toad in a hood was awesome. Which is like you know the piece of bread with the hole in the middle. Yeah. Which is like it's like it's like a hobo hunter food. <laughs> yeah. And then she would make us the eggs with frankfurters, where she would chop up a hot dog and just like and just throw throw it in, it in some eggs and be like, hey, our I'm telling you, our mom is a fucking I still get closet hobo. I'm still getting down with that. It's so. delicious. Yeah, it's really good. Um, what is your death row meal? You're on death row. You, someone was chewing way too loud next to you. You couldn't take it. And you put an ice pick in their chest. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. And um, now you're on death row. And now I'm on death row. Um, I would probably, um, I'd probably do a big steak. You know, I think the Cajun ribeye at Brian and Cooper is slowly becoming my favorite steak. I agree with you. And it's funny because I made fun of that steak the first time I heard of it. Because you called it fratty? It was fratty. David, dude, uh, we have to talk about fratty. Because this was a term that I think I made to make fun of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, David likes to take things and frat them up. Like, it's like how a, a fraternity, how you imagine a fraternity. 100%. You know, like put ranch on everything. Yep. You know, take my sushi and put it in the... Eel sauce and the crunchies. Yeah. <laughs> Fratten it up. Deep fry it. So when I heard Brian and Cooper Steakhouse, which is probably my favorite steakhouse in New York now. It's yeah. in Long Island. They have something called a Cajun ribeye, which is like a blackened ribeye. Ugh. I was like, no. This is against everything. Everything that, that, that is pure in the steakhouse world. You want minimal sauce. You want minimal fucking with. You just want a good piece no. of meat. No. You want that meat to fucking pledge. You want that meat <laughs> to pledge to fucking the Cajun fraternity. Cajun, Cajun, Alpha. Kappa, Kappa, Alpha. Beta. And it is divine. Ugh. 
so good. It is very good. So I would say probably that steak with a bunch of those, you know. Yeah, I love the steaky sides, but I can only do that meal once in a while, you know. Hey, this is your last one. Uh, it's my last one. But yeah. yeah, like a crispy, you know, well done potato. Yeah. More like keep keep frying that shit. Yeah, frat it up. The spinach. Yeah. Um, a little mac and cheese. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm die of heart disease before they <laughs> before, before they, before they fry chair. me. Uh, what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? Um, the best high-end meal, uh, Gramercy Tavern in oh, New York. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had like a meal there. Really? Yeah. Oh, the back room. I don't think, I don't think. Do you know there's two rooms? Yeah. There's like a bar room. Yeah. And there's, there's a, a bar room and then there's a back room. You were in the back room or the bar room? The back room. Okay. It was, uh, I, I helped, I used to do real estate and I helped two buddies find, find an apartment. And instead of paying me my $6,000 fee, they took me out to dinner. <laughs> to a $200 dinner. No, <laughs> nice. Uh, they did, uh, we did the wine pairing. And Max, uh, one of the guys, used to be a host there. Uh-huh. So it was like the tasting menu on steroids. Oh, they just kept, nice. bring, like, it might have been double the tasting menu. Oh, wow. And they just brought all this special stuff out. Um, I think there was like a poached lobster. There was a duck confit. Um there's so much wine and this is the only meal that I've ever had where I ate and drank so much that I literally fell asleep before <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep before at the table at the table. Oh my God. A very fancy restaurant. Oh my God. Uh, it was a happy sleep uh, and they kept waking me up for the new dish. Wow. They had to wake me up for like wow. the last three, dude. I was, it was just so much food and so much drink <laughs> And I kept just falling asleep. I just ate myself to sleep. Oh, my God. But I remember it being the best meal. And I think I went to Stone Barns, like, the same month. Oh, really? And everyone was saying Stone Barns was was the best meal in New York. And I was like, nope, Gramercy Tavern's got him beat. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to get to something fratty that we can hope... We can edit in, Andrew, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Speaking of frattiness... Yeah. what What are your top... You you make these frat inventions. Yeah, yeah. You fratify foods. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of the frat foods? I'm forgetting right now for some reason. But you have like some things, some orders that you do. The way you order them. Well, that's actually one of my drunk foods. Oh yes. Yeah. Wait, the sandwich. Yeah. That's I called you drunkenly from New York once. To ask me about from a fucking bodega. Fratastic sandwich. You have a, the best fratastic <laughs> bodega drunk sandwich. So it's a chicken cutlet. Yeah. Um, with uh, lettuce, tomato. Fresh mutts. <laughs> Fresh mutts. Melted on. It's got to be melted on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russian dressing and jalapenos. Oof. And and I, it's so funny because every time I order it, at, and it's bodega. This is bodega. It has to be Not, a bodega. Yeah, it's got to be bodega. It's got to be f- fucking $4. Yeah. And every time I order, I always say, um, and uh, let me get some jalapenos. And the guy's like, oh, you're Spanish? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just know how to pronounce jalapenos. So I never pronounce it incorrectly <laughs> anymore. Uh, but that's my fratastic sandwich, which is which is still my go-to drunk food. It's 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 so good. It's so good. It's so good. I call you drunkenly to get the. Oh. yeah. Um, what else do I frat? I sriracha every slice of pizza. Oh yeah. I'll sriracha. You every- sriracha everything. I put sriracha my mom in will make. Persian cuisine, oh, Persian foods, like very authentic Persian foods that she slaves over yeah. and that have nice subtle flavors. Uh-huh. And David will just fucking bathe it in sriracha. I sriracha everything. 
Everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what of weird things are that you've sriracha'd, but you do. You put it in tacos. You'll sriracha. You'll just sriracha. I, ice cream sometimes if you want the sweet savory. Come on. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You sriracha'd ice cream. I have. You're fucking. I was definitely dead not to me. Sober. <laughs> You're dead to me. Um. No. How are we the same? Dude, I bet you. I bet you. Genetics. David Chang's coming out with fucking sriracha ice cream soon. That's probably true, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is the best low-end meal that you've ever had? The best low-end meal I've ever had is probably, um, I think, like, uh, I want to say Mamoon Shawarma. Oh, Helen Hong, actually. That was her favorite, I think, was a Mamoon's falafel. Is that right? Yeah. Mamoon's Shawarma. Which I've never had sober. Again, another thing you need to have drunk, because if you have it sober, it's way too salty. It just doesn't seem to work, but when you're drunk and you crave that saltiness, and the it, oh, it and really the crispy, works. Oh, un- and like the crisp, the crisp of the onions, yeah, and then like just tahini all over your sleeves. Yeah, it's just fantastic. That's a good one. That's a good low end one. Or there's also Jean famous noodles. Uh, oh, the one that foods. I never went to. The ones that I kept asking you. That's your problem, dude. Oh god, you're like I want to open your eyes to food. Come with me. We're going to go to a place that was <laughs> that's known for their mirepoix, which they throw in every dish creatively. You don't even know what mirepoix is. It's carrots. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> and then I'm like, dude, you got to come to this place. You don't respect my food knowledge. I don't respect your food knowledge. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Why don't you respect my... Anytime you say, let's go try something, I'm like, yes. And then I said, let's go. And by the way, it was like featured on Bourdain and everything. Like... A, a, it's been written up a million times. Right, right. Um, you know why? And now, and I went to the first one, and now it's like there's like thirty of them because yeah. it's fucking great. <laughs> and you still haven't gone. You kept telling me to go, and I kept thinking like, okay, David, yeah, we'll go. Yeah. And then it became a hit, and I was like, oh, he was right. When did I steer you wrong? You've never really steered me wrong. I think it's just, you know, I think it's the shit palette, the fattiness, the frattiness. Uh huh. The I just I just assume that I'm a lot better at food than you are. Right. You know? Right, right, right. You're better at a lot of things than I am, but food is one of the things that I, I, I just you know. Right. So you don't take um suggestions from anyone that you don't respect? <laughs> yes. At all. Yeah. So you don't respect me. I don't respect you when it Period. comes to Yeah, I don't respect <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question. Yeah, yeah, let's move along. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Uh, uh, the next question is, what's your favorite drunk food? But I'm assuming that it's that sandwich. Fucking, you got that. Yeah. 100%. What about favorite hangover food? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger? Yeah. Always. Oh. Just a fratty cheeseburger. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Any specifics? Any specific ones in New York or in LA? Yeah. Um, in New York, I think the... I'm trying to think of which ones. You know, I keep moving, so it's it's always changes. Um, the BK Johnny Burger in Bushwick. Was that the one that the Pakistani place we oh, had yeah. together? Oh, that yeah, was fantastic. That's actually not a cheeseburger, but it's one of my favorite burgers. It's a very good burger. Yeah, it's all. It's got um, chutney and yogurt. Yeah. Um, it's all. It's it's just spiced fantastically, and it's a one of those big old patties. It's fantastic. Um, you wh- keep making the sound by the way, which is gonna gross out our listeners. Mm-hmm. Like you just suck in air. What are you sucking in air and saliva for some reason? I I had I was sick for ten days and I'm still a little congested. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, by the way, I just realized 
I, I'll tell you how I thought about this because I, th- I wanted to tell you that Ignacio's hangover food was the banana. I, I like to have banana, any banana. Yeah, hot dogs. And then I was like, David's a part investor of Estella as well. And you didn't even throw that in your, your, your intro. You are a restaurateur, my brother. I milk it a lot less than you do. Oh, I milk the yeah. fuck out of it. You fucking. I like, we'll People go to People think the... that you like, br- like, you're like, I fucking brick by brick laid down the <laughs> bricks for Stella. I put, I picked out the kitchen, picked out the cutlery, the uh, light fixtures. That's all me. I go to the DMV, they're like, "Do you have your social?" I was like, "No, but I'm one of the owners of Estella." Yeah, is that? Um, I, I don't use it as much as you, but um, yes, I'm. A, I am just as much of an owner as you are. Do you have a sp- me and my basic ass food taste? Do you, <laughs> do you have a favorite celebrity chef? Um, like, and it can be either a an actual chef or like you know or a, a Bourdain or a ratatouille. Um, I think my favorite. Uh, you're gonna hate me because it's your least favorite i think who david chang oh yeah i mean i tell me why i'll tell you why convince me i think you know i used to live on first ave and 14th street which is right next to sambar yeah in new york and he had these brussels sprouts that he made yeah just a bowl of brussels sprouts yes and it was all fratted up you know, he fratted them up in fish sauce. He introduced fish sauce to the Brussels sprout, which was a game changer because no one was using fish sauce as an additive like that yeah. in, in, in like uh, sides. Ugh. I actually use fish sauce in all my Brussels sprouts that I make now. Wait, so you shit on this guy repeatedly and now you, and and then you, you steal his fish sauce game and don't give him the props that he deserves. The only reason I shit on him is because... We went to this restaurant. We went to his restaurant in downtown and you were the least pleasant person to dine with because we were all enjoying our meal and you're like, oh my God, well, he's just like shitting on Korea right now. Like I don't need someone to take Korean food and like Americanize it for me. And it was like the best. We were just like, oh, this is so good. And then you had to fucking give <laughs> that a That was that major domo. Yeah, at Major Domo I, I after think, every dish. <laughs> well, it just seems to me that he is just whitewashing Korean food and making it just palatable enough for white people to be like, "Oh, take all my money, David Chang," and he's not like doing anything. I, in my opinion, he's not doing anything so creative to it to be like, "Oh, this is a new kind of cuisine." He's just taking Korean dishes and lightening them up. I don't know. I just there was something that seemed a little bit like. He was culturally appropriating his own culture in a way. His own culture. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't, I don't know. And it's all so expensive. Look, I also am just, but my main reason for not being a fan is just because I think that he used to be great. And then I think he just wanted to take over the world and make a lot of money and expand like crazy. Right. And I just have never had anything that is so like mind boggling, but he like walks around like he's, you know, the authority on everything. Have you had the duck at Sambar? No, I hear it's great. I mean, you gotta have these things. These, I think that's like his main. I had his. I had. I went to his. I went to. His, I had his ramen, and I fucking hated it. I didn't have it because I don't eat pork. <laughs> Thank you, Hashem. <laughs> you can't eat half of David Chang's foods. What? About, I thought you were gonna say Mr. Taste. Mr. Taster is quickly becoming my favorite celebrity. Mr. Taster. My favorite. <laughs> That's yeah, your guy, man. I want to get Mr. Taster on the podcast. Oh my god, Mr. Taster is a food blogger in Iran uh-huh. who has an Instagram at Mr. Taster, I believe. I, I think it's Mr. Dot Taster. Mr. Dot Taster. Yeah, and he's just the mo- he's like this, he's like this chubby, yeah, like bald, but like has like sideshow bob hair coming yeah. out of the sides with big glasses, and he's just the 
the most lovable character you going around Iran. Mr. I have a huge crush, and we talk to each other on Instagram, and like it melts my heart whenever he DMs he you and you me. and you Snapchat it and send it out <laughs> with like heart emojis. I know yeah, it's yeah. like literally, it's what does. You it literally for just me. mentioned him, so you could tag him on the. Yo, uh, shout out to Mr. Tasta. Um, what is your desert island food? You're trapped on a desert island. Yeah. There's one food you're gonna be able to you can have for the rest of your life, and that's it. What is it gonna be? Could it be a restaurant? Like a- okay, we brick by brick bring a restaurant on the desert island. Yes. What is that restaurant? I think if I had to, I'm eat- gonna guess. Yeah. Chipotle. No. Oh. What's your, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> what a kind of garbage restaurant is it, David? Uh, I think. I could eat sugarfish every day. Sugarfish. Yeah, which I know is a very basic ass answer. No, but. it's not. Sugarfish again for all the non-LA people. You've heard about it a bunch. I actually, when people come to LA and they say, "What restaurant should I go to?" I'm like, "You should go to sugar. That should be one of your places because it's such an interesting LA staple. It's like fast food sushi, but also not. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's as I say before. You guys have heard it before. It's the Nespresso of sushis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's solid. You know what you're getting. It's not yeah, I think I could just eat it every day. I, th- I mean, I think that's something that you want on a dessert island. Yeah. It's something you can eat every day. Did you say a dessert island? D- deserted. Oh, I thought you said a dessert island. And on my dessert island, I do banana flambe. <laughs> what? Is there a food that you cannot, you just can't stand it? Yeah. Um, persimmons that are not ripe. Oh, an unripe persimmon. It's the worst fucking thing I've ever put. It just kills me even right. thinking about it. You're just right. The, what it does to my mouth, ugh, it's... You know, it, it, this is very funny that you're saying this because uh, we were, you and I were uh, making fun of our mom, uh, back to mom, uh-huh. a couple months ago because our mom really gets a kick out of, you know, Farsi is a very old language, way older than English. Uh-huh. And it's a very dense language. And they have a lot of words for things that we don't have words for in English. And my mom gets such a fucking kick out of like showing us off on how great Persian is and how they have this word that we don't have. Like she gets so much pride. She's like, "You stupid idiot! You think English is sophisticated language? Do you have a word for when you put a stamp on the wrong side of the envelope? <laughs> we do. It's bleak." Like and she'll just go through lists of these things. She just told me a word the last time I was in New York. Uh-huh. There's a word for when you eat a persimmon uh-huh. and it's not ripe. No. Yes. What is it? Gas. Gas. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. It it means that it's gas. It means that it's it's a word reserved for persimmon. Just for it's not like dry no. mouth. It's just it's, it's just, not dry mouth. It's not unripe. Like as in any fruit. Wow. It is a persimmon <laughs> that gives you dry mouth is gas. gas. Man. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Shit gives you gas. Um, David, dude, do you have a restaurant pet peeve? You know your brother. You've sat with your brother at restaurants. I yeah. probably have more restaurant pet peeves. I'm probably very annoying to eat with. Yeah, I think my pet peeve is probably going to people who think they're superior to um, the chef and like, oh, I can cook this better than this guy. You mean going to eat with people? Yeah, going to eat with them. You're you're my pet peeve. (laughs) You're literally my pet peeve is dining with you and listening to you. Yeah. 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 Um, Besides that, anything? Uh... Because that's the thing. You are very easygoing. We go to restaurants and David's sitting there. He's excited to be there. I'm like, nope. They, they're using uh, 150 volt lights right over our table. We need to move. 
Yeah. No, I mean, like, all right. I think uh, I am more easygoing than you. I, it's something that I think you instilled in me that it kind of bothers me now is when they take your plate when other people are still eating. Oof, hate it. Um, which I didn't hate at all. I'm like, whatever. I get it. You need to wash the dishes. <laughs> but then I sat, you uh, enlightened me. And that's the only good thing I've gotten out of you in life. Huh? On that note, <laughs> David, dude, thank you so much for being a guest on Green Eggs and Dan. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Um, I guess just my Twitter and Instagram, David Dude. Twitter and Instagram, David Dude. Thank you again. And uh, thank please, you. I'm glad I could fill in. If anyone sees my brother eating out and you take a video of you chewing ice next to him and you send it to me, I will Venmo you 20 bucks. That is a promise. Yes. <laughs> Do it. And I will fight you. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan. And interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Special thanks to Erios. To see pictures of my brother's fridge, information about the restaurants mentioned in this episode, and more, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. A Sonic Universe. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.